Advice is provided for informational purposes only. Advice line appearances are paid for by the participant. All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sakira, your managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. The next half hour, we'll talk about how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually-owned stocks and custom-made portfolios. We'll talk about the stock market, and as always, our lines are open at 330-673-1234 for your questions for Walt about stocks, the stock market, and what's going on uh, today especially. Well, Walt, another another up-and-down week, uh, another week that has a lot of people who are starting to receive their, their uh, April uh, statements kind of sitting back there going, gee, maybe I should be doing something right now rather than just sitting here. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are feeling that way, Bob. It's uh, it's tough when you get into these downward movements of the market. Um, you know, we saw each of the major indices fall more than 2% uh, in this last week. We did have a little bit of recovery on Friday, you know, a nice upswing in the market. But overall, another negative week. Um, all 11 S&P sectors closed lower. Uh, technology continues to get hit, as well as some of the other areas of the market. Um, you know, there was a lot of things that happened last week, you know, expectations of the Federal Reserve, you know, to continue to be aggressive, tightening plans, uh, you know, continuing to fight inflation. We'll probably see interest rates continue to go higher. Uh, we saw Russia threaten uh, Finland uh, through, you know, if they continue through their uh, aspirations to join NATO. Uh, we saw COVID restrictions over in China, you know, continue to uh, disrupt supply chains. So uh, we had a lot of companies uh, report earnings last week. Again, some good numbers coming through, but overall the market still remained fairly negative. So for the week, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average lose about 702 points, down 2.1%. Year-to-date, we're now at negative 11.4% for the Dow Jones. Uh, the S&P 500 index was off 99 points for the week, of, about a loss of 2.4% for the week. And year-to-date, we're at negative 15.6%. Uh, the NASDAQ got hit really hard off 339 last week, at a loss of 2.8%. And year-to-date, negative 24.5%. Now, keep in mind, you know, the NASDAQ had some pretty big returns a couple years prior, but uh, that's the volatility we're seeing a lot in those technology stocks. And then the small mid-cap stocks, as measured by the Russell 2000, were off about 46 points, down 2.5% uh, for the week. 
and sit negative 20.2%. So a couple of those indices in bear market territory. The S&P got close last week, but the rally on Friday kept it out of bear market territory. But again, Bob, a lot of negativity and a lot of volatility. Now, there's a lot of buzz about uh, soft landing versus hard landing regarding how the uh, Federal Reserve is uh, handling what they can handle and the outcomes for the economy from what they're doing. Now, can you explain both those phrases to our listeners? Absolutely. Yes, a soft landing is this ability of the Federal Reserve uh, to, you know, enact monetary policy, which just slows the economy down uh, to a point that, you know, that we don't go into recession. A hard landing would be, you know, again, monetary policy tightening and Federal Reserve actions, but kind of pushing us into a recession. Um, These soft landing scenarios never really work, Bob. I mean, we talk about them, and it's it's kind of looking for policymakers to thread the needle uh, to do something, you know, that's very hard to do. Um, So, again... I kind of got a little bit behind the curve and now, you know, pushing rates higher and, and battling a very difficult environment. Um, so, again, we talk about soft landing, but in reality, hard landings are typically what we see. Um, so we'll, we'll just have to watch the data and see what happens. But we definitely see a lot of slowdowns in the economy right now. Now, historically, there are two types of true bear markets, those that happen around a recession in the economy and also a bear market that is non-recessionary. Is there a difference of these market conditions significant and which one might we be facing now? Yeah, Bob, there, there is a difference. You know, typically bear markets that uh, happen around recessionary times are much more severe and they last a lot longer. Uh, bear markets that happen you know, due to other conditions that, that aren't, you know, really uh, with recessions uh, tend to be a lot smaller. So if we look at, you know, recessionary bear markets, um, again, tied to a recession, uh, on average, they last about 390 days, and and the drop is typically 39.4% over that period of time. Um, Bear markets that are non-recessionary, they happen just, you know, because of volatility and and other aspects of of the capital markets, uh, last about 202 days on average and down about 26%. So really where we're at now is we're we're in one of those periods where, you know, we don't necessarily have the recession, the proof of the data to say we're in recession. A lot of people feel we're heading there. Um, if we were able to, you know, maintain the soft landing perspective and the Federal Reserve is able to slow us down without pushing us, push us into recession, that would really bode well that we're, we're near a bottom, you know, that there's probably some opportunities for investment here. Um, if we hit the recession, then this might last a little longer and, you know, push out into 2023 with volatility and negativity continuing. But uh, we're, we're getting close, and I, and I think there's a lot of opportunities when you look on a case-by-case basis, uh, investment-by-investment basis. I think there's a lot of opportunities out there to invest money at this point. Now, when you talk about bear markets, as you mentioned, the S&P 500 was uh, nearly there. The NASDAQ is already in what's called bear market territory. What about advice for our investors on how to survive a bear market. What is your bear market survival guide that you can share with us? Well, I think it's important, Bob, to realize that anytime you see a fluctuation in value on your statement, um, it, it's human to feel, you know, a little bit of pain. It's human to understand that you don't feel as good. You know, somebody that retired, 
you know, a year or two ago and had a million dollars in retirement and had that pointed towards the market, maybe opening their statements and seeing 850000 or maybe even less. And that doesn't feel good. You know, when you when you start to rely on your investments for the way you're going to live and your life looking forward, whenever they fluctuate and go down, uh, that's going to be hard. So that's human nature. It's okay to feel um, you know, bad. It's okay to feel negative about that. No one likes to see that, but it's part of the process sometimes. I think you got to keep yourself healthy. Um, you know, again, I think it's important to do all the other things that keep your your body and mind in the best conditions you can. Um, you know, letting financial issues uh, really affect your your health is, is something that we see at times. You know, some people just make themselves sick and aren't able to sleep at night. And you know, if you're feeling that way, then you really have to assess your risk levels. I, I wouldn't say make major changes now, but if the market recovers. Uh, maybe you need to take a look at how much money you have, you know, committed to market if you can't live through these types of volatility. Um, and you also have to just remember why you invested. You know, you were an investor going into the downturn. Uh, you should maintain that investment posture. Don't stop being an investor just because of the downturn. Um, investing is a process. The reason people hit the new highs that they saw last year is because they were investors. So you don't want to just turn that off because of a little bit of negativity, a little bit of volatility. you got to fight through these periods of time um, and then make the relative changes that you need to make as you go forward. So it's all about keeping your mind and your body in the right place and um, remembering that uh, this is a point in time. It's not always going to feel like this, and there will be better times ahead. We're talking, of course, with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron on Invest Wisely. We're talking about the stock market and how the AKW Group invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios. Once again, if you have any questions for Walt, 330-673-1234. He's another to call locally. Listening on W1Hour.com, toll free, it's 800 It's time to look at at Trends and Insights, the section of the program where we find out what Walt's been looking at this past week in addition to all the other information that has been coming across his his desk and his computer. He has some interesting facts and factoids that uh, may have an impact on how the market is working right now and how you see it. Uh, One of them is very important because it tracks the the, uh, flow of money into the stock market. That continues to show weakness. The inflows into stock exchange traded funds was some $2.8 billion, down from $76.2 billion in the month of March. That $2.8 billion, while it's a large number, is the lowest since the earliest days of the pandemic in 2020. And, Bob, I just think this shows, you know, inflows have slowed down. It's, it's supply and demand drives prices higher. And when you have lower demand, you're going to have prices go down. And that's exactly what we're seeing now. You know, a lot of people are scared of the stock market. A lot of people are you know, taking money out, allocating towards cash. You know, a lot of people might have changed their 401ks not to have as much money going into stocks right now because of the volatility. And all of that slows price movements down. And that can easily change. You know, if sentiment starts to change and people want to invest again, uh, we can see those numbers pop back up. So we are at lows. And that really shows that it might be a good time to, again, consider stocks uh, before everyone else starts pulling money back in. Now, another sign of slowdown is the growth in trade with China has declined about 3.9% from last year when the trade was nearly at 14.7%. Uh, again, is that a sign of a slowdown, a sign of uh, problems in China with the pandemic, or is it also a sign of increased uh, uh, pressure in this country to buy less from China and buy more domestically made products? I think all three, Bob. All three are, are really impacting those trend lines and 
Uh, but it does show, you know, these supply chains that were so reliant on, um, you know, other countries, including China, at the top of the supply chain, uh, you know, for a lot of companies over here, that slowdown uh, is definitely impacting growth, and it definitely will probably continue to play into the metrics and the numbers as we look forward. Another sign of a weakness could be in home buying. Mortgage origination slowed 25% in the first quarter of this year compared to just a, a year ago when uh, the market, the real estate market was still going very strong. Yeah, and it shows what the Federal Reserve is doing, pushing interest rates up. We see mortgage rates going up. It's slowing down that activity. So this is exactly you know what the Federal Reserve is trying to do by pushing interest rates up. Um, you know, something as key as home buying is, is slowing very quickly. Um, so again, the, there's a little bit of a lag in monetary, you know, uh, decisions. You know, a lot of times when Fed funds or the discount rate is is, is pushed up, it, it takes about nine months to show. But we're seeing it almost immediately in the mortgage market. Once again, you're listening to Invest Wisely here, again, with our expert, Walt Secura. And here's truly Bob Lewis. We are putting this program together every Sunday morning, live at 8.30 here on WNIR. But also, it's posted each week to many podcasting services, including Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Podcasts. So if you ever miss a show or tune in late and want to hear our golden words once again, uh, just go on uh, after Tuesday of the following week and uh, check out those podcasting websites. Search for Invest Wisely and listen once again, or you can make copies of it if you want. Spread the word if you like what you hear on Invest Wisely. So let's move on to Stock Talk with Walt Secure. The time of any of our listeners can call in and ask Walt about specific stock options that are out there, companies that they like or maybe don't like, uh, stocks that maybe they think they should dump right now and, and move on. 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 to participate in Stock Talk. Now, stocks... Uh, really out of favor at this point, and there really has been no place to hide. Every stock, uh, no matter whether it's good news for the company or bad, is under this market pressure in the current market conditions. So what can you tell clients, even more importantly, yourself, during these difficult times of price declines in all the stocks? I think it's important, Bob, to remember that, you know, quality companies matter. Financial power matters. Uh, You know, making sure you have attractive valuation matters. In the short run, it may not. You know, in the short run, when everything goes down, it doesn't matter how good of a stock you own, but it will matter. So continue to focus on those fundamentals. Uh, pick things that you know you want to be invested in at this point. Be selective and uh, be an investor. In specific stocks, Callaway Golf is a holding in their small mid-cap portfolio. And they reported earnings last week. Of course, Callaway Golf, a leading golf equipment and apparel manufacturer, and Callaway purchased Top Golf. Last year. Now, how do the numbers look from Callaway this year? And are you still bullish on that stock? Well, we really like Callaway Golf here, Bob. If we look over the three to five year haul, they had a really impressive earnings number or revenue number. They were at a billion dollars over 651. A lot of that is bringing that top golf segment on. And, you know, anybody's been to a top golf, it's, it's truly an amazing entertainment facility. Um, you know, built around, uh, you know, hitting golf balls. But uh, it's just a great place to go and a lot of fun. And uh, they're growing these centers uh, dramatically. They have big plans. There's about 60 of them right now uh, throughout the world. And they're they're talking about having 150 locations by 2025. 450 locations is their goal long term. Uh, these locations generate about, on average, $18 million of revenue per location. 
Um, it, it's it's really a great growth vehicle for Callaway. So good numbers, something new going on. Um, you got the, the growth of new facilities ahead. I, I think, uh, again, Callaway's off uh, significantly from its highs. Um, you know, we're off about 45% from its high valuations, and I think there's a great opportunity to look at Callaway uh, in a portfolio today. Another company, Crocs, the manufacturer of casual lifestyle footwear, famous for their plastic shoes, also a holding in your small mid-cap portfolio, reported last week. How do their earnings look, and what do you feel about that stock? Impressive. You know, again, uh, this numbers, you look at sales up 43%, $660 million over 460 Earnings up 38%, 205 a share versus 149 uh, they just acquired Hey Dudes, which is a very lightweight shoe. A lot of people wearing those. Um, they're they're doing well at their storefronts, and they're doing well online. You know, selling these these shoes, these casual shoes. Uh, the Crocs are used a lot in in the medical field by nurses and doctors and people in hospitals. Um, just just again, a really strong company, Bob, with great outlook, and the stock is traded off so significantly. You know, we were at 180 last year. We're at 58 now. Uh, one of my favorite stocks, you know, for I think over the next three five years for opportunity and growth. Let's take some phone calls now for Walt Secure of the AKW Group here on Stock Talk. Good morning, you're on the air. Morning. Hey, Ken. Hey, good. What's that phone number? Uh, you told me to send you some photos from Paradise up at uh, Bay of Fundy, and uh, I have a flip phone, and I don't, I never sent anything, and. Uh, I'm going to go to the cell phone store and find out how to, but I did learn how to take them. How, where do I send them? Well, good. Hey, you can send them. My cell phone is 330-283-4468. 330-283-4468. Okay. Yeah, I, I, while I was gardening up there, I lost my cell phone, fell out of my pocket, went in a, believe it or not, in a porcupine hole. It took me a day. I finally, I finally did retrieve it. But anyway, I'm not doing too good. If You know you're in trouble if they start shutting down the elevators to the top floor of the First National Tower downtown after these reports here. I got back and I saw the new Barons. They highlighted all the uh, – they changed the format. They highlighted all the new lows in pink or red. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah, it sure did. And they made the print smaller, so I'm going to check in the Warby – Parker Warby or Warby Parker, some get new glasses. Anyway, my stock today is is one that was owned by a company for 99 years. They went public a year ago. It's UTZ, Utz Brands, uh, potato chips, and they bought these at the border uh, tortilla chip company, and they got the best pretzels, and uh, and they're, they're, they went down to some new lows there. UTZ. But uh, my concern is they went public by means of a SPAC. Is that a danger sign? Um, it's probably not a danger sign, but it probably shows valuation was pretty well, you know, taken out of the company. Um, you know, what happens a lot of time with these SPACs uh, is they, they build a lot of hype in the company and, you know, they get the price up a lot more for the IPOs. So I think it's just a matter of looking at the valuation. I mean, I, I like us. I mean, I'm looking at here, good good revenue growth. They obviously had a little profitability issue last quarter, but trading it 25 times. Um, so, again, might just you know be more of a valuation issue at this point. But uh, long-term, probably probably worth looking at. And I'm staring at some Utz pretzels right in my loft here. So I totally uh, 
totally on top of that brand for sure. Yeah, isn't that ironic? Yeah, the the uh, it they had the guy on TV and he 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 talked a pretty good story and uh, I kind of got excited because I switched over to all their products, believe it or not. And they're they're good marketers. Uh, they have end caps at all the in Maine. They had end caps for their products and all the stores that I go in. So I, I think it's probably something that fits my profile of uh, dividend and some uh, consumer staples. How about the Hershey's, huh? Yeah, I hey, Hershey's is looking good as well for sure. Okay, well, you guys have a good week. Thank you. Okay, take care, Ken. Uh-huh. So, Ken, how much do, did the porcupines run your cell phone bill up when they had it those days? <laughs> I guess nope, I guess he's out to try to find the porcupines and make sure that they, they pay up. You know, they have relatives all over the world, so they could make a lot of long-distance calls in a couple of days. Uh, getting back to, again, the uh, stocks you've been watching, Bumble is an online dating app, and they reported their financial results last week, and this is a stock, again, in the uh, small cap, mid, small mid-cap portfolio at the AKW Group. How did Bumble's report look, and are you still in favor of that stock? I am, Bob. I mean, again, a little bit of patience here off the IPO, and sometimes stocks need a little patience. You know, they're working through their profitability issues. Um, they grew subscribers over the quarter. They're right now over 3 million paid subscribers now. Uh, they had a nice revenue growth, about 24% revenue growth and 115% earnings growth for the quarter. Uh, again, 73% off its high price from the IPO. But it, it, as an investor looking three to five years out, you got to like this. Uh, it's a dating app. Uh, they, I mentioned before, you know, the social community is, is supposed to make online experiences more friendly for women. Women are in control of the, of the dating site. Uh, they also have the Bumble Biz, which is to connect more women on a business level, and also uh, the, the uh, Bumble Friends, which allows them to, uh, you know, meet more people in their own area, uh, even of their own sex, just for more friendships. So I, I think there's a lot of social, uh, co- you know, companies out there that are struggling right now, and this is one that seems to be doing things at a very good level. And again, just a little bit of patience to give it a chance to show its profitability and promise, and. Uh, we like the stock if we look three to five years out. Another small mid-cap portfolio stock is Yeti Holdings. They manufacture and distribute premium outdoor and recreation products. They reported their earnings last week, and what did you see in Yeti's numbers? And does that stock Again, still hold for you? Strong revenue growth, up 19%, but they struggled on profitability. A lot of this is probably supply chain uh, you know, related. Again, off 58% from their highs, uh, they make all these uh, high-end coolers, uh, tumblers, um, you know, a lot of different products now for outdoor and recreation. And again, you know, a lot of a lot of positivity as we look forward. We think this is a really strong brand, and people have turned really pessimistic, you know, on a lot of these companies that were showing this kind of growth because they're struggling for a couple quarters. But again, if you look three to five years out, I. I think people will be very happy if they bought Yeti uh, at the prices today. You know, it was over a hundred dollars, one hundred and eight dollars a share, uh, trading at forty-seven ninety-two at the end of last week. A lot of promise ahead for Yeti uh, as we look out into the future. Other news: the last week, not related to earnings, but to a company action. Again, in China, Tesla continues to have production woes from from the COVID-related lockdowns there and other challenges that impact that company. What about their their Chinese exposure? Is that uh, maybe going to hurt the company long term? 
Well, it creates a little bit more volatility. Again, production tumbled to 10,757 vehicles in April, and uh, you know the, a lot of that had to do with uh, restrictions and lockdowns and problems that they're experiencing over in China. But again, those hopefully will you know, get behind them at some point uh, in the future here. It might take a, a quarter or two. Uh, but Tesla seems to be doing a lot of things right. And again, as, as we look out as investors, I'm, I'm being pretty repetitive this morning, Bob, but over the next three to five years, we like where Tesla's headed. Now, Pfizer, the company, of course, most well-known now for their COVID vaccines, also is doing quite well in the uh, purchasing area. They bought Biohaven last uh, week for about 116 billion dollars obviously they have a lot of cash on hand because of the selling the the covid vaccine across the world but uh is this a a chance where they're maybe growing too fast no i think this is it shows that you know these companies come out stronger you know strong companies become stronger in tough times you know pfizer has cash as you said and you know, companies don't just sit there and rest on their own laurels. They go out and sometimes they make acquisitions, and this is a good one. Um, so Biohaven is, uh, you know, they have some peptides that are, help migraines. It's a, it's a nice acquisition that goes into the overall pipeline of the pharmaceutical offerings that Pfizer has. And, uh, you know, I, I remind people, you know, to think that a lot of strong companies and weakness and in tough times like this will come out the other side even stronger than they went in. Uh, Pfizer is probably one of those that does that, using that cash flow, using that financial strength uh, to make an acquisition here uh, when a lot of people can't. Now, do you hold Pfizer stock in any of your portfolios? We don't. We've been watching it closely, Bob. Um, you know, we I mentioned we own AbbVie. Um, we own Bristol-Myers uh, Squibb. Uh, we've been looking at Merck as well. We like this area. I've always been a big believer in pharmaceutical companies, um, you know, spending money on R&D, building, you know, products uh, that have some patent protection, uh, protects their cash flow. So we, we do like Pfizer at these levels and one we're paying attention to pretty closely. Once again, the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, giving them access to Baird's worldwide network of companies and offices that give them great advice on all kinds of areas that they can help their clients with, not just investing, but financial planning, retirement planning, tax reviews, estate plan reviews, Roth conversion analyses, and a lot more. So being a client of the AKW Group is not just having your money well handled, it's also getting a lot of good advice in some of the areas of your investments that also are quite important, like uh, like the taxes and, and more. So it really is more of a full-service company uh, that you can give you when the, you contact them locally at 234-466-7476. Uh, talk to them about not just investing, but many other services they can provide for their clients. Uh, uh, finally, as we come down to the end of the show, with all the volatility of stocks out there, Walt, you've got to have a, a balance in your investment portfolio. It's also important to review your cash needs to make sure you have enough on hand to pay the bills and the like. So how does your group approach the topic of cash and cash flow planning for your clients? Well, Bob, we've been fortunate over the last you know, five, ten years to, to make sure we've talked to our clients and we have good asset allocation strategies. Uh, we have proper levels of cash, uh, proper levels of fixed income and portfolios. And as I'm meeting with people, a lot of people are calm because they, they know they can they have their cash needs you know, satisfied for the next year or two. Um, as long as you can get through these times of volatility, you know, you don't you don't have to sell. 
um, stocks at, at points when you don't want to sell, then you're going to be okay. And and I think it's important to make sure you're always looking at those cash flow needs and, and doing planning. It's individualistic for every person. Everybody's a little different. Some people need a little higher cash than others, but this should be a really important part of the annual review, uh, talking about what's happening over the next year and making sure there's adequate cash available in a portfolio uh, so that you can live the life you want to live. You know, investing money is great, but you got to be able to live and use that money to do the things that are important to you in your life. And on the other hand, you have to also uh, advise your clients when they get a little anxious when they see what they could perceive as bargains in the market right now as to when to when to buy that uh, alleged bargain and how much to put into that at this particular point. That's absolutely right. And, and you know, having a little bit of cash when bargains come up is surely nice. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that in a lot of portfolios where we, we kept some cash available and we're going to take advantage of some of these bargains and uh, put some more money in. People that have started with us recently, we've been slow uh, to invest cash, you know, since the fall, and, and we have opportunities to continue to buy at lower prices. So as we look forward to uh, another week in the middle of May, what do you see happening next week? Well, Bob, we'll continue to watch the data, um, you know, continue to work hard every day, and we got a lot of client meetings. Again, we're we're face-to-face talking to a lot of people right now. It's an important time. Uh, when the market's going up, people don't really need to see it, but when it's going down, it's important to be in front of your clients. Once again, Walt Secure is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Washington, Pennsylvania. Contact them here in Akron at 234-466-7476 and in Pennsylvania at 412-480-5090. When you do, tell them you heard them on WNIR, Kent Akron. We'll talk to you again next Sunday, Walt. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Avi Inc., symbol ABBV. Biohaven Pharmaceutical Holdings, symbol BHVN. Bristol-Myers Squibb & Company, symbol BMY. Bumble Inc., symbol BMBL. Crocs Inc., symbol CROX. Callaway Golf Company, symbol ELY. Hershey Company, symbol HSY. Merkin Company, symbol MRK. Pfizer Inc., symbol PFE. Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA, Utz Brands Inc., symbol UTZ, Warber Parker Inc., symbol WRBY, Yeti Holdings Inc., symbol YETI. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in all the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Warby Parker Inc., symbol WRBY in the past 12 months.